lot of you have burdens that are heavy on your heart and things you wish that you have bad feelings towards somebody, your neighbor, or anything. So uh, this next song is uh, kind of a cure for that. So. When I was a little boy, my daddy, he told me, don't you waste your life hating nobody. Hate will rob your spirit. Hate will steal your soul. You just look them in the eye and let it go. Just let it go. Let it go, just move on down the road. Let it go, let it go, don't carry that heavy load. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Well, every day we stand on the battle lines. We've got hate in our hearts. And hate in our eyes Christians, Muslims Jewish, black or white All we gain is a lifetime of strife So let it go, let it go Just move on down the road Let it go, let it go Don't carry that heavy load let it go, let it go, let it go. Well, there may be something that you carry in your mind And you can't let it go, no matter how you try Well, I'm asking you to try once again Forgiveness is the best revenge So let it go, let it go Just move on down the road Let it go, let it go Don't carry that heavy load Let it go, let it go, let it go Well, Jesus died on the cross at Calvary He had them nails in his hands And he had them nails in his feet Lord, they beat him And they mocked him And they called him the King of Jews And he said, Father, forgive them For they know not what they do So let it go, let it go Just move on down the road let it go, let it go Don't carry that heavy load Let it go, let it go, let it go Just let it go, let it go, let it go Thank you all. God bless you.
Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. I wanted to say, if you are a little bit cool, uh, Miss D brought some little lap blankets. If you need one, they're over here somewhere. If you're a little bit cold and need a, a lap rug or a lap blanket, um, let us know. Raise your hand and we'll get one to you, okay? I think most people are thankful for the colder weather and came prepared for it, right? So uh, either we complain about the heat or we complain about the cold, right? You agree, don't you? But anyway, we welcome you to worship today. Some of you we have not seen for a while, and we're just really happy to see you today. And um, we're going to go ahead and do our prayers this morning and remember those who have special needs. We'd like to welcome our Facebook and YouTube congregation, wherever you may be viewing this service. And our prayer requests for today are for the family of uh, Mr. Mr. Albert Moore, E.B. Moore, who passed away last Sunday. Pray for his daughter, Miranda, and friend, Tyler. Um, the family of Kim Buckner, who passed away. She is a resident of Maple Oaks Apartments. Tanya Teasley and her mother, Bernice James. Bernice has been in the hospital in Wise, Virginia. We also pray today for Tim Simpson and Brother Brent and his son Matt, who just returned from Iraq. Christine will be having surgery in November at UT. And we received a call a few minutes ago from one of our members here, Marty Graybill, Marty and Mary. Uh, she called and said that Marty is in ICU at the Veterans Administration Hospital, and I'll be going there to check on him later today. Uh, I don't believe that Tim is with us today, but uh, he was released from the hospital. Many of you were here last Saturday and uh, when he was carried out in, or taken out to the ambulance. But we believe he is doing better, but he still needs our prayers. Will you please remember him? It's good to see Miss Nikki come in, and she continues to need our prayers as well. Donna Thompson, one of our longtime uh, members by social media, suffered a very badly broken elbow and is scheduled for Thursday or Tuesday surgery. Pastor Michelle is having some problems with her back today and asks for your prayers. And Sunshine lifts up a unspoken request today. And so we lift up each of these needs. And if you have a need in your own heart today, we invite you to just lift that before the Lord in your own way. God already knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything. So let's all just bring our petitions before the Lord. And um, by the lifting of your hand, if you want to be remembered or know someone, just let it be known that way, okay? God already knows what we need, all right? Let's pray together. Uh, one thing we do when we come to worship is to learn together. And one way we learn is to memorize. And something we uh, would love to know more about is prayer, right? So we pray together the Lord's Prayer by memory. First of all, because it's how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And he says, when you pray, 
pray this prayer because it covers everything we need in life. So if you know it, pray it with me. If you don't, just kind of listen to the words and pretty soon you will know. So let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're going to sing a congregational number. It's real easy. It's one of the first songs that I ever learned to sing many years ago. And it sim simply says, He touched me. So join along if you know it, okay? Shackled by a heavy burden Neath a load of guilt and shame Then the hand of Jesus touched me Just in the way of coming announcements, just before Landon uh, 
begins with our music for today. And we do have Landon and Gwen, uh, Jeff, and Oscar is with us today. So we look forward to a good time of worship music. But in two weeks from today, on Saturday, two weeks from today, we will be having special guests with us from Huntington, West Virginia, from Grace Christian Fellowship. And they will be here to provide uh, some food in our community to anyone who uh, needs a meal. They'll be parked at our building at 440 East Sullivan Street. They're called Feeding with Grace, and they're bringing their uh, ministry team to share that uh, immediately after this worship service. They will be worshiping with us that morning. And then that afternoon at 2 o'clock, we will gather right here for uh, the beginning of our annual community burial service of the homeless unclaimed. Okay, as you know, we, we um, receive the cremains of all who in our community die alone and no one to claim them. And this year, we're going to have somewhere in the neighborhood of possibly 30, I'm not sure. But in the past four years, we have buried um, 66 persons at Emanuel Cemetery. So um, we're going to be doing that. You'll hear more about it next week. And you're all invited to participate. We line up in the front and we follow the funeral coach from here to Emanuel Cemetery where there is a committal service. And we'd like to invite the whole community for that, okay? So, and then later on, in November, we're going to have a special day. Uh, well, first of all, right here, you see November 4th, Friday Night Live with Dr. Smitty and the Reedy Creek Band. And you'll be able to come in here in person and enjoy the live concert. And it will also be live streamed. It's our Friday Night Live that we used to do before the pandemic and haven't been able to do it much in the last couple of years. So look forward to that. It'll be a great evening of music. And then we will be having our special day in November, our uh, Tri-Cities Nigerian ministry uh, in celebration of Shades of Grace International. We began a ministry two years ago in the country of Nigeria, and we provide a school, teachers, um, a, a lot of ministry there. And so we've invited the entire Nigerian community to be with us on that Saturday morning We'll be having some Nigerian food to taste, okay? It's not going to be a full meal, but you'll be able to taste a taste of Nigeria, okay? So that's going to be a fun day, a good day. And we're going to have a bishop of the Methodist Church of Nigeria who will actually be bringing the message on that Saturday. So we have a whole lot happening in the next couple of months. And just stay tuned. If you're not on our phone tree, you can see... Jimmy or call here. I do a daily devotional seven days a week by phone. It doesn't cost you anything. It's a two to three minute uh, meditation with a prayer, letting you know what's happening at Shades of Grace, okay, just like I'm doing right now. And that if you'd like to get that every day, um, just see Jimmy or come up here after the service, turn my notes over on the backside, and just write your name and phone number and put phone, and we'll know what it means, okay? If you'll do that. And if you're not following us on Facebook Live or YouTube, we invite you to do that, and you'll be able to keep in touch 
with all that we do here at Shades of Grace. Okay, I know it took me a little extra time to do that today. And uh, do you welcome Miss D? We're glad she's here. And uh, she always does a great job for our hearing impaired persons, and especially those on social media who look forward to her ministry. So right now, Landon is in charge of our worship, and uh, we'll just go from here, okay? As the sun rose that morning on the day of Job's trial, rose up to serve God as any other day. Bound and determined to live in God's favor, nothing would stand in his way. But then the messengers came one by one with their story. In just a few moments, Job lost all he had. Great wealth and riches, the health of his body, even his children were dead. The Lord giveth, he taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I've served him before and I'll serve him today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Then his wife came before him to voice her opinion. She said she just curse God, curse him and die. Job rose from the ashes and he looked towards the heavens and back the tears in his eyes. He said, the Lord giveth, he taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I served him before and I'll serve him today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When troubles come suddenly, blessed be the name. When strong winds blow violently, blessed be the name. When Satan comes oppressing me, blessed be the name. I'll still serve God faithfully, blessed be the name. The Lord giveth, he taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I served him before and I'll serve him today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, I served him before and I'll serve him today. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord.
Once a rich man lived in comfort and in splendor While the beggar lay there dying by his gate While the rich man and his family had plenty and to spare The beggar yearned from scratch from where they ate But in God's time death's hand touched both of them one night And the beggar's reward was heaven's land while the rich man in all looked in torment from below and wished for water from the beggar's hand who is lying at your gate that you forgotten who will ease their pain who will tell them jesus theirs if you want to share the love of god and show your charity if you heard his word go do it who is lying at your gate long ago our savior came to birth a servant left the kingdom fair for sinners deep in need and the promise he fulfilled as he did his father's will is just as real today for you and me if his touch upon your life has been a blessing and you find yourself enriched in every way then just open your eyes look around on every side and help someone that stumbled on their way who is lying at your gate that you've forgotten who will ease their pain who will tell them jesus cares if you want to share the love of god and show your charity Show your charity. If you heard his word, go do it. I want to start out by asking for prayers for those of us who suffer from depression and addiction. Those of you who suffer from depression know that there's a, most of us call it the, the dark side or the dark hole that we fight to stay out of. And uh, it's been around a long time. I'm going to do a song for you this morning that was uh, uh, originated by the Carter family, which were their home places about oh, 25 or 30 miles from here. And it, the song's been around a long time, but uh, uh, I hope it touches you. There's a dark and a troubled side of life. There's a bright and a sunny side. If we live in the darkness and strife The sunny side we also 
may view. So keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all our way. If you'll keep on the sunny side of life. Oh, the storm and its fury broke today, crushing hopes that we cherish so dear. Storms and clouds will in time pass away, and the sun again's gonna shine bright and clear. So keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all our way. If we'll keep on the sunny side of life. Let us greet with a song of hope each day. Though the moment be cloudy or fair, let us trust in our Savior always to keep us everyone in His care. So keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all our way. If we'll keep on the sunny side of life. If we'll keep on the sunny side of life. So everybody keep on the sunny side, okay? Wonderful advice. Let it go. Gets too heavy to carry, doesn't it? All right. Again, I just want to let you know how blessed we are to be together as the family of God in this place. Okay, did I get it right, Miss D? Thank you, okay. She has to help me preach, but it's so much better that way, I promise. But I look around this room and I see your faces and I want you to know that you are loved, each of you, with a great unconditional love. And as I look around this room, my heart is warm because I see the kingdom of God coming near. The kingdom of God is near. You know, Jesus said one day, 
the king, you're not very far from the kingdom of God. And he also taught us to pray that prayer that we opened up with earlier that says that we pray thy will be done and thy kingdom come. So each time we come together as people of like precious faith from every life and every combination of life, the kingdom of God comes near. For the last few weeks, we've been talking about stories from the Gospel of Luke, and we're going to continue in that today in chapter 16. The words will be on the screens for you, and I think we'll be able to find some common threads and some themes that are very familiar to us because of the services we have gone through in the last few weeks. But beginning at verse 19, there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. And even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. And the rich man also died and was buried. In hell where he was being tormented, or Hades, In this translation, he looked up and saw Abraham afar off with Lazarus by his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, remember, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the very tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted, and you are in agony. And besides all this, there is a great chasm that has been set in place, or a great gulf, a great separation so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. And Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets, Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And he said, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. So this passage of Scripture is familiar to most persons of the Christian faith, those who read the Scriptures. And as I've been thinking about this story and what it has in common with all of the other stories that we've been sharing over the last 
few weeks about justice and mercy and doing all things right in the Lord's sight, or at least doing our best to do so, I think that this is a classic example of justice or classic example of injustice, as it were, because we still have problems in the world today of class division, warfare among people, and hatred. And so I want you to pray for me as I share this message because I sat down this week in the midst of a lot of distractions. And unless you've been here all day long for a number of days during the week, you don't understand what I'm talking about. But to find a few moments of free time when your mind is clear and you're not trying to help so many other burdens in life, then sometimes, you know, I get those few moments when I can concentrate on a sermon and pray about what God wants me to say. And so this is one of those times when in between all of the, um, and I don't want to call them distractions because they're opportunities for ministry, but when you're in a place like this, you learn that time is valuable. It really is every day because we don't know what's going to happen the next time somebody knocks on that door or walks up to the door. So I try to keep my mind focused, and this is what the Lord gave to me this week. And I don't often read a sermon, but I'm going to give you verbatim everything that God gave me this week. I told Jimmy, I said, Jimmy, this sermon's either going to make a whole lot of people happy or a whole lot of people mad. <laughs> it's okay either way because I strongly believe this is the way the Lord inspired me to write down my thoughts today, and there's no need in me trying to dilute it now since I'm up here, okay? So let's just agree to disagree and agree that if the shoe fits, we will put it on and try to wear it, right? I meet people every day who walk up to this door barefooted. Every day someone comes to this door without shoes. So if you can't wear the shoe today, just go barefooted for a little while. Okay, we'll help you, I promise. But I told you in the past few weeks about the emphasis that Jesus placed upon the concept of riches of this world. And the recent sermons that I have talked about involved, if you remember a few weeks ago, a very rich farmer who had a bountiful crop. And you remember he, it came time for harvest and his barns were too small. Do you remember that? And he said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he thought about it. And he said, I believe I'll tear down the barns I have and I'll build bigger barns to bestow everything that I have. You know, look what I have done. And yet that night the Lord visited him and said, Thou fool, this night I'm going to require your soul of you. Now what are you going to do with all your stuff? You remember that story? Okay. His sin was not sharing with the least of these. He had far more abundance than he could ever use in a lifetime, but instead of sharing with the poor, he decided 
that he would look out for himself. And there's nothing wrong with uh, laying up for a rainy day because those rainy days and Mondays will come, as I told you a week or two ago. We have those days when we need to be prepared for whatever comes. Keep that in mind. Our sermon last week involved an affluent young man who was the son of a rich farmer. Remember that one? We know him as the prodigal son. And I shared some quotes with you from John Wesley on the danger of riches. And I told you last week that Jesus was not condemning folk for being rich. The condemnation came upon the people who refused to stretch forth their hands to the needy. That's where the problem comes in. Can you name the three L's, the letter L, the, the three-letter L that we always talk about? Least, lost, and last. You can do it in any order. And we actually have a fourth one that we call the lonely. Okay? And everybody in this room either fits into one of those categories today or else you have or you will. We relate to all this. And there, this was very much the focus of the early church in Jerusalem. If you want to see how church is supposed to operate, you go to the first church in Jerusalem that's recorded in the book of Acts after the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost. And you'll understand what the work of the church is in the world. And I've told you the church is not a building. The church is not stained glass. The church is not a steeple. But the church is the people. Hey, that rhymed. I'm a poet and didn't know it. All right. Give me a hand for that, okay? Okay. Uh, but the church is not a steeple. The church is the people. Okay, so keep that in mind. You are the church. Sometimes people say, boy, I wish the church would do this, or I wish the church would do something else. But remember, if you name the name of Christ, you are the church. You are the church. Now, I've noticed some of the frequent, frequently used words and ideas that connect many of the parables that Jesus taught and the sermons he preached. And just from... What I read to you a few moments ago and what we read on the screen, these, these are some of the central themes that we've been talking about for weeks, Misty. Everybody say rich man, poor man. Memories of what used to be. Hunger. Thirst. The Father's house. And a loving father. And a, and a forgiving God. Think about the labels placed on people and stereotypes that divide and separate people. We see that right here in this text today, a rich man and a poor man. And we see it every day around us. You don't have to go very far to see the conflict between the rich and the poor and the homeless and the sheltered and those who are on the edges of society and the people who come to these doors every day not not exceptionally few days but jimmy can attest steve 
All of us who are here can attest that it's every day. Everybody say every day. Every day people come to these doors in need, and I cannot even begin to explain to you the needs. And I try to tell people we are a church, and we operate strictly off of offerings and tithe that come to us. We have no government funds. We have no grants. But how many of you know that when God is in it, there is no limit? Do you know that? And so with whatever God places in our hands, much good is done, and we do what we can. But people come to these doors every day with needs that are sometimes so overwhelming that we just have to kind of sit down and pray because we have no other answers. But think about all the things that separate humanity and things that cause people to be some up here and some down here, right? When the Bible clearly says, the rich and poor meet together, but the Lord made them all. How many of you remember the days back eight years ago when we opened Shades of Grace and that very first winter that we were here on a snowy day, we had a, a lot of snow on the ground uh, for that winter, and uh, the people who were staying here for emergency shelter painted the walls in here. Anybody remember that? A few of you do. One, two, three, four, five, about six of you remember that. I had gone to a pastor's conference in Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg for the conference, and someone called and said, can we paint the church? We're all in here. It's cold. It's snowy. We need something to do. I said, go right ahead. And if you want to really see what that was like uh, after church, go back here next to the men's shower and look in that door where the broom closet is. And we left one section about probably six by whatever the height is of that wall exactly as it was painted, and I figured someday that'll be worth a whole lot of money. <laughs> now, you're supposed to laugh with me, okay? We're, you know, but really, there's a little verse that I think part of it was left, and it's from Proverbs, and it, it quotes what I said to you a few moments ago. The rich and poor meet together, but the Lord is the maker of us all. And it would help us to remember that every day every day. Never forget it. But labels are put on people, and that's what I always say. The only label that I ever would like to see in Shades of Grace is in the back of my t-shirt, right? Or maybe on Jimmy's shoes. If you've been watching the Will and Jimmy show, he's got some shoes that that's, they're called Hey Dude. Hey Dude shoes, and they're labeled on there. But labels on your clothing are okay, okay? But we don't want labels on people. That's sinful. That's evil. Help us, Lord, not to put labels on individuals because labels cause families to be divided. Parents against children. Children against parents. Nations become divided. And my guess is that often greed is probably one of the leading factors, if not the main factor, that feeds into all of the divisions in the world. The strong abuse of the weak, um, you know, 
That's why I asked Oscar to sing that second song, Let It Go, because he describes all the things that separate people. Just like in our story today that Jesus told, riches separated one man from another. Things of this world that are going to pass away. Okay, so um, the rich rebuke the poor, and in history it's the Nazis against the Jews, white people against people of color, straight people against gay people, high society people against homeless people, and the list will never end. You put whatever you want in it, but we face this every day in our world and in the streets of Kingsport, Tennessee, and wherever you live and wherever you're watching this from today, anything and everything that can divide people, it will be there, right? The list will never end until the Prince of Peace rules in every heart and space, and until God's kingdom has so fully come that God's will is being done right here on earth as it is being done in heaven. Can the church say amen? amen? That's what I want to see, is God's kingdom to come so near to us that we're right in the middle of it and everybody knows it. Amen. That you don't have to go ahead and give the Lord praise. That you don't have to go out and, and wear a sign and say, I am a Christian. But the, the Bible says, by this shall all people know that you are my disciple, that you love one another. And why can't we just love people? Why can't we just love one another? Amen? So I want God's will to be done right here in my world where I am. As Oscar sang a few moments ago, all we get when we do anything other than love is a lifetime of strife. And you know what strife begets? More strife. Strife begets more strife. We can all claim to be followers of Jesus, but until we begin to see with our Jesus eyes, as Dr. Smitty sings, and listen with our Jesus ears, things are never gonna change for the better. Can the church say amen? Until we begin to love as Jesus loves, we deceive ourselves and others who are seekers of the truth. And people of the world look around and they say, this church against that church and this doctrine against that doctrine. And the Bible clearly says that God is not the author of confusion. And folks simply give up on the idea of church and say, why should I go? Those people got more trouble than I've got. Amen. So let's listen with our Jesus ears and begin to love and preach love. And you know, I can do that. I can preach love until my face turns blue. But there's something, an old song that I heard that said something about um, words are a dime a dozen and you can buy them anywhere. There's something else that says it a little better. How about put your money? You got it, right? Right. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little feet, where you go. Be careful, 
You know the rest of the song, right? The reality is a room full of hateful people can only produce a bigger room full of hateful people. Amen? Only love begets love. A room full of transparent people who humble themselves before a holy God can transform the world and be a driving force of goodness and mercy and begin to change the world around us. As United Methodists, as a United Methodist pastor, our theme of this whole district and of the denomination for the last few years has been to make disciples for, of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Do you know what that means? That Jesus changes people's lives, and when lives are changed, the world is changed. That's what transformation is. And when the church begins to be the church in the world, labels will never be needed again. I ought to hear a big amen on that. I think we ought to get a hand clap on that. Amen. When the church begins to be the church, and I'm speaking to Pastor Will, and you're speaking to you, because who is the church? We together. Labels will never be needed again. What a wonderful world that would be. Now think of the characters that we read about a few minutes ago from the Gospel of Luke. A rich man and a poor man, what did they have in common? Both were in one way or another looked down upon. The rich man was looked down upon by the poor man because he refused to ease his burden. He probably looked at him as a snob, and he probably was, by our definition. And if you read the text of James, the pastor in Jerusalem in that first church I'm talking about, he says, how can we possibly see other people in need and shut up the bowels of compassion against them? Or in other words, how can we claim to have the love of God dwelling within us? And the poor man was looked down upon by the rich man because he created an eyesore and he diminished uh, in his mind the value of his esteemed property. He looked at him probably thought, this man is just trash in the street. I wish somebody would sweep it away or pick it up. Right? You see what labels will do? You see what division does in our world? Let me give you a quote. I've seen too much hate to want to hate myself, and I've seen hate on the faces of too many, too many white citizens' councils and too many Klansmen of the South who want to hate. And every time I see it, I say to myself, hate is too great a burden to bear. You know who said that? Dr. Martin Luther King. And in other words, he says, I have decided to stick with love. Amen. Amen. And love covers a multitude of sin. Love takes care of it all. Why do we spend our energy 
hating people, creating divisions among families, among folks, among nations. If God be God, let's serve Him. Remember what Joshua said in the Old Testament? He said, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're going to stick with love. If God is who God claims to be, then I am staking my claim with God. And that's where we have to remain. Let me ask you a serious question. When will we ever learn or come to realize that our enemy is not another human being? Right? The person down the street or even the person gathered in this room with you, whomever the difference is, is with, that person is not our problem. It, a person is not our problem. Do you understand that? There's more behind it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places, Ephesians 6 and 12. Now both of these men, the rich man and the poor man, shared a destination that by my estimation, there I rhymed it again, destination by estimation is about six feet deep. Right? I mean by that, they were both destined to die. And that's also a destination that is on the calendar of every person listening to my words today, me included. Do you ever think about it? Do you ever think about death? It's a mystery to us. But we have a great shepherd who walks with us through it all because he's already gone that way and overcome. Even though we walk through the very valley of the shadows of death, we have that deep abiding peace that passeth all understanding because we're not alone. And we don't have to be afraid. A relationship or a friendship with Jesus Christ will ease that burden of the unknown. Because you know what? Cast out fear. You know what the Bible says? Cast out fear. Give Jeff an A plus over there. <laughs> Miss D, how do you say A plus? A plus, okay. Perfect love cast out fear. Jesus has already extended an invitation for people to come to him. I've already told you that we are a part of the church. We may just be a little part, but we are just as important as the Pope. Right? Did I ever tell you about the time I went to uh, Rome, I went to Italy, and I went to the Vatican? And I was gone in there, and all of a sudden I see all these guards coming. And they locked the door behind me, and I was inside with all these people. And here came the Pope Mobile riding down the aisle, and he sprinkled the holy water right over me. And I was blessed that day. I'll take a blessing from anybody in the name of the Lord. Can you say amen to that? Because Jesus said, if you're not against me, you're for me. So let's all, in the name of Jesus, learn how to come together in unity 
and love one another and be the body of Christ. In every body, the Bible says there are comely members and uncomely members. That means some is pretty and some ain't so pretty, right? Okay, you can use your own description and imagination however you want to on that, but still, it's all the body. Amen? If you don't believe it, start chopping some things off and see how uh, things change, okay? I mean, that could be like your little finger or an ear or, you know, right here. You know, it could be anything and things would change. To be the church in the world is to actively be making a difference in somebody's journey of life. For some, it's a life and death battle just to exist from day to day. And we see that here. God bless our friends in the streets. People come to these doors. It doesn't matter if we're here in the daylight hours or the hours of darkness or the wee hours after midnight. We see on the cameras all hours of the night people who come and knock on these doors and ring our doorbell even when we're not here. And you've heard how the phone has been ringing today since we're here. But at least we're trying to make a difference. But we're called to do that with a life of self-denial and sacrifice. It's no longer my will, but thy will be done, O Lord. It's not about what I want. Well, I didn't really like the way church went today. Well, guess what? We ain't serving you. <laughs> Amen. Think about it. If Jesus can say, I receive praise from that, then that's what matters. And y'all may not like my sermon, and I hope you do. I hope you do. I'm trying my best to share the scriptures as I feel that the Spirit has given them to me today, but it's not about me. And that's why I have to be careful that when I'm doing this, I have to be like um, John was on the Lord's day. Got to be in the spirit. And so, how many of you know some days it's hard to get in the spirit? You ever, how many of you know that? Some days it's hard. <laughs> it, you just got to put on a smile and say, hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? Y'all relate? Sometimes a funny face is a thousand words unspoken, <laughs> okay? No person who names the name of Christ can ever be seated so high up that he or she should look down on any other human being. Can the church say amen? Be reminded that we all came from dust and we're all going to wind up in the same place. And our response is to repent and believe the gospel and humble ourselves. You heard about the little boy. Uh, his grandma told him to clean up his room and she went and checked it out and there's a whole lot of those dust bunnies under the bed. And he didn't bother them. You know where I'm going with that? And she said, why didn't you clean it up like I said? He said, well, my Sunday school teacher said we all came from dust and we're going back, and he said, somebody under my bed is either going or coming. And I didn't want to bother him. <laughs> okay? But that's where we're going to wind up. Amen? 
but the Spirit back to the Lord who gave it. Now, what is your reaction? Now, this will be not so much for Shades of Grace people here, but maybe persons who are viewing this or listening to it on YouTube or the podcast. People just happen across our path on the airways, and we have people in uh, last report about 60 countries, and Jimmy's affirming that, about 60 countries that people view and listen to the messages from Shades of Grace. And we don't know who those persons could be or from what walk of life they may come. But what is your reaction when you see a homeless person or an addict like the person in today's story? Do you feel apathetic like, what's it to me? The word apathetic means no interest, no enthusiasm, no concern. It's easy to get the attitude out of my sight than out of my mind. But one day we will stand before God and one of the matters with which we will reckon is how did you interact with the least of these? Remember Jesus' words, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was naked and you gave me clothes. I was in prison and you helped me. Now I want to tell you something here. Did you know that Lazarus came to Shades of Grace four days ago? Lazarus was here. Remember the description of Lazarus in the story today? Laid at the gate, hungry, thirsty, tired, full of sores. It was late in the day. We were getting ready to leave, weren't we, Jimmy? We were getting ready to leave for the day. And this young man came, and I won't use any names at all, but he came to the door, and uh, he had a prescription, a paper prescription. He said, I need some antibiotics. And I looked at the date, and it had been dated Sunday four days before. Now, he'd gotten that prescription four days ago and was still carrying it around in his pocket. How many of you know that's not going to help a whole lot, right? And I looked at it, and it was an antibiotic, and I called his name. We've known this young man for eight years, off and on. Most of the time, unfortunately, he is in incarceration more than he's not. But he came here, and I, I called his name, and I said, what's your antibiotic for? Um, we always try to buy the copay on the medications and help anybody we can. And he tried to roll up one of his pant legs, or pants leg, however you say that. But his legs were swollen, and he couldn't pull them up except just a little bit. And I saw horrible, bloody scabs and sores and the pant the material was actually stuck to his leg and um, if you want to see what i'm talking about and and he was very transparent it was from the um intravenous drug use with needles and he wasn't using dirty needles he was using new needles 
to shoot up with the drugs. But uh, finally gave him a pair of scissors and he had two friends with him and the one cut the legs of the pant off and uh, we've got pictures. If you want to see them, I would not dare show them publicly or put them on the screen. But if you want to see what the addiction will do, we can show you what addiction will do, what the drug use, what the needles will do. And the one friend said, I can't, I was telling him, I said, you know, if you don't get help, you're going to die. I said, you know, he said, I know, Pastor Will, I know. And the, the one friend just left. He said, I can't take it anymore. The second friend, by that time I had him sitting back here with his feet propped up, the second friend came up here and began to pray his heart out. He knelt here and he began to pray. And I talked to this young man, and I was telling him about our services that we're having on Saturday. I said, do you ever go to church? And he gave me the name of a church here close by. He said, I grew up in church and my mother died a praying woman but he said pastor will i've got such an addiction i can't it, it won't turn me loose he's 42 years old but that especially really worked on me because i had been working all day on this sermon about lazarus filled with sores and all the stuff I'm talking about today, and the only comfort he found were the dogs that were wandering the street. Reminds us a lot of the prodigal son from last. From last week, okay? What are we to do in a case like that? What do we do? I called Dr. Smitty. He was here in a ditty. I rhymed again. Dr. Smitty came and we began to make arrangements for him to get the medical help. And Dr. Smitty told him those sores are gonna take at least three months to, to heal. You're going to be a long time in wound care if you survive. That's what we're dealing with here at Shades of Grace every day. Lazarus comes to our door. Let's not have the attitude of the rich man. Let's have the attitude of a servant who will do what we can my friend in West Virginia says, if we do what we can, God will can what we do. You can interpret that any way you want. That's from West Virginia. That's Appalachian at its best. Y'all who can know what I'm talking about, right? But we know the master canner, don't we? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I hope that somehow you have received from this message today, that somehow you have heard what you need to hear as being the church. 
Let that sink in just a minute. Think about it. What did God say to you in this today? What is God saying to you? One person may not be able to do very much. Sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm about six foot four, I guess. Something like that. But in the grand scheme of things, I feel like I'm just like the very tip end of my fingernail. You know, I, I want to do more. I pray to do more. But how many of you feel and understand that time runs out sometimes, doesn't it? So work for the night is coming when no person will ever be able to work again. Do what you can. Do what you must. Do what you can to make sure it's just. I did it again. Now, do y'all remember all my poetry for today? I don't either. Are you glad you came to church today? Landon, do you have something to send us out with today? Landon's got something, I'm sure, that's going to speak to our hearts. If you need someone to pray for you or to pray with you, there are plenty of praying people here. Just see me after the service has ended, and I'll send you to some of those praying people. Okay? And I'll pray with you too. All right. I want to sing this song especially for Nikki. among us in all that he does in all of his mercies in all of his love if the pen of the writer could write every day even his words could never contain how I have been Flowers in spring, the laughter of summer, and the changing of leaves, the food on my table, a good place to sleep, and clothes on my back, and shoes on my feet. So oh.
This must be a double feature. I thought everybody would be gone and not a soul left. Okay. Let's sing something together one more time, just in fellowship and blessing. Uh, whatever you do, we'll follow you, okay? And sing it out loud. See you next Saturday, 1030, okay? I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How he to save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning Of his precious blood's atoning I repented of my sins Won the victory Sing it now In Jesus, my Savior forever He sought me Amen.